What on earth are you talking about? Don't talk rubbish. Crystals free the nipple. I think it's important that we do not ban female body parts. As a feminist, I think it's important. As a pervert? No. Picture this. You've been made prime minister of the country. About time. Well, you've got to pick five policies to implement on day one. What five policies are you going for? Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I'm brimming full of ideas. I, um, yeah, this has been a, it's been a day that I've waited for for a very, very long time. I don't know who's like uh, you in charge, to be honest. I know, I don't. It's like the lunatic running the asylum, isn't it, in a way? But I mean, got some good ideas, some good policy ideas that really speaks to the heart of the nation, I think. And, well, we'll you know, see about that. In, as a man of the people, I can tap into people's frustrations just like that. So <laughs> I'm going to tackle the ideas that really matter. And that's why my first policy would be a ban on skinny jeans. Wow, you've gone for a ban on skinny ban. jeans. Not in, not in fashion, not in wow. fashion, not in fashion. Skinny jeans, slim jeans. There's too many jeans, too many variations on jeans, and they're all slim. I think it's ridiculous. And I remember the school non-uniform days back in 2013 or whatever, where you'd wear, you'd either wear the skinny jeans or you'd wear the chinos. Those days are gone. It's all about baggy jeans now, all about baggy jeans. I don't think anybody wants to see your legs today. Simple. That's a very interesting policy, one that I completely disagree with and I couldn't disagree with anymore. But it's interesting that you want to implement a fashion police, essentially, is what you want to implement. You'd have them, you'd have bobbies on the beat, and <laughs> you'd have people, you know, with batons, probably, attacking people with skinny North. jeans. Not just batons as well, with force, really. I recognise the concerns that my right honourable friend raises, mm-hmm. but I just think it's time for him to move on from, from 2013, 2014, when those things were actually in fashion. Thank you, yeah, I tweet. 2003 thing no but it's y2k it comes back around it's fashion cyclical fashion cyclical i mean we spoke about it before i mean you just you wear the if you want to wear the same clothes every day you wear the same clothes every day but i will god knows what's going under what's going under that desk but we've got some uh some cargo pants on maybe who knows maybe birthday maybe a birthday suit who knows (laughs) yeah just not a fan it just never looked good i mean you can see people those legs bulging out of the out of the out of the fabric. I don't like it out of the denim. I is mean, because you're lacking in the calf department, or what? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, if we want to get psychological, it's definitely the fact that my legs are very slim. I don't want everybody seeing my pencil legs, shall we say? If I'm out and about walking around and see somebody in skinny jeans, I know they're heterosexual. And I don't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, fortunately, I'm timeless, so I'll continue to wear slim jeans. Well, they're banned, so you'll be. Wow. Shot to death by a firing squad, unfortunately, for crimes against fashion. Not the first time, though. That bomber jacket, <laughs> I'm coming for that next. <laughs> I, was, I can't help being timeless, you know. I, I don't sort of get involved in all your sort of old nonsense. Um, <laughs> my first policy, interestingly, we've both gone for policies about genes. That's our first policy oh, really? for both of us. Yeah. My first policy okay. is a ban on wearing jeans inside your own home. Why is that? Comfort. I do not. Yes, I do not agree with wearing jeans around the house. Okay, I think it's wrong. I think it's a horrific crime. I think it's uncomfortable as well. I don't know why. Why would you wear the most uncomfortable of clothes just out and around around the house? You're swallowing yeah, I mean, jeans. They're outside clothes. I'd make the argument that your jeans are so uncomfortable because they're probably clinging to your legs because of how skinny they are. Get a pair of baggy jeans. There's nothing more comfortable than that. Baggy jeans, low cut. You're onto a winner there. Baggy Get jeans. Why would you want anything to be baggy? Because it's fashion, isn't it? It's style. I think it just it makes you it, you look relaxed. You're more relaxed as a person. Skinny jeans. You know the type. Absolute spice boys that you see Kate's in fake turn out in Newcastle with the tight shirts on and the skinny jeans. No, Please. but those those skinny jeans are ones that don't go down to the bottom of their ankles. Mine go to the bottom of their ankles. So it's acceptable. Keep your ankles warm. 
Exactly. Um, but what do you I'm think? In the house, banning, you... banning jeans around the house? I think that's a great rule. In fact, I'm not, I don't object to that. You can't see right now, but on my bottom half at the minute, I've got a pair of pyjama bottoms on that are made. They're made from like a fleecy type material and they're bit, it's a soft pink and they've got penguins all over them. Uh, Thanks for that. Comfort is king. I paint a beautiful picture. Comfort is king. Comfort over class. Right. That's what I say. That's my philosophy. You want? You want my second policy? I think you should. You should agree with us. This. this is when everybody can get behind. Yeah, go on. Fast walking lanes. Ooh, fast lanes walking on... lanes. Interesting. Yeah. Go on. There'd be a game change, wasn't it? How many times have you been? Or you know, if you're at uni, you're going to a lecture, you're, you might be a bit late. Your time, my timekeeping does leave a lot to be desired sometimes. Or you're just in town having a shop or whatever, and you're stuck behind. A dawdler, and I'm not. I'm not coming for people that have reasonable rationale for walking slowly. Say they've only got one leg, or they've got a broken ankle, or they're of a certain age. That's fine. I'm not an nice arsehole. Yeah. I'm not an arsehole, but I am a very nice person who needs to be in a certain place at a certain time. It's as simple as that. I find myself all too often being caught behind people that are just dawdling aimlessly. How is natural selection not caught up with these people yet? Do you not have somewhere to be? Do you not have somewhere you're going? Like, do you not want to get there as fast as you can? Is there no anticipation there? Just dawdling. Get out of the way. Do you have a way of trying to get their attention? Get their attention. Do you have a way of, <laughs> their attention. Do you have a way of trying to get their attention? Because I might drag my feet or something like that or cough or something. Yeah, what I do is I clip the back of their back foot so they stumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get their attention. What I do is I imagine I'm driving an F1 car and doing an overtake, like prime Fernando mm-hmm. Alonso around the outside. And I you make the sound I effects. That every... yeah. around You've, the got side to, you? You've got to. Uh, yep. No, what I do, sometimes there's the passive aggressive kind of look back over the shoulder. Really? So you give them but, the eye. Yeah, but people want these eyes. So. Well, debatable. Hazel. Hazel eyes. I don't know if hazel eyes are desirable, but anyway, go on. <laughs> Never trust a man with blue eyes. That's my advice for this week. Ooh. Just, a, just a general just a general observation. Adolf disagrees. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> around the dinner table, the busy people that actually have plans and have places to be deserve their own slice of the pavement. And I think that's a message that the nation kept behind. Interesting. That's why I've been voted in democratically with a mandate. I think you've just sort of fallen to being prime minister, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe last one standing. I'd be interested <laughs> to hear people's thoughts on these policies in the comments section, if they can get them in. Because uh, I think, you know, obviously mine are going to be better, but I'd be curious to hear their, their thoughts on yours as well. Right, so my second policy is invading Switzerland. <laughs> okay, they have had it too easy. Always neutral. Always start this. Oh, oh, let's stay on the fence for this. Oh, I don't know how I feel about Nazis. Oh, I'm <laughs> not sure. Oh, should we bring our Swiss knives along? We're not going to do anything, are they? So get rid of the Swiss knife. <laughs> I'd invade them, take the cheese, yeah. take the chocolate, take the mountains. The what? The bikes? The banks. Oh, the banks. The banks. Yeah, makes more sense than bikes. Yeah. A lot of cash. A lot of cash. Why Switzerland? Why are we invading Switzerland? I think they're lovely people. I just, I, I fancy a mountainous region, really. I just fancy it's on my shopping list when I'm prime minister. So I'm thinking, where can we get to? What's the most likely place? Let's go for the most vulnerable country, Switzerland. I don't, I just don't see any way in which they defend themselves. Little knives, screwdrivers, they have in those Swiss pen knives. That country just gives me major Sound of Music vibes. You know, she's prancing around in a flurry dress, sun's out, cows on the hills, mountains. They're not They're not defending themselves. I'm, exactly. Once again, I'm fully behind this idea, Prime Minister. Sun's um, out, guns out. What's your no, third we'll policy? My third policy, my government will subsidise the sale of crystals. Crystals? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, some people believe they have healing powers. Some people believe that they bring them luck. Some people believe that they bring them health. Some people believe that they bring them love, self love, 
confidence, you know, opaline for confidence. And I just think whether you agree or disagree upon disagree. the fact that they work, I thought so, thought so. It brings a they bring a lot of comfort to a lot of people out there. You know, you've, you've got people that wear them around their necks and things like that. I just think it's a really nice kind of hobby to think, you know what, I'm going to cleanse this crystal in the full moonlight and it's going to bring me love. And it just gives people that faith to carry on with their day-to-day business, you know, going about their work, thinking, you know what, this crystal is on my side. Right, stop. What on earth are you talking about? Don't talk rubbish. Crystals? Why are you subsidising crystals? Because I think they bring a lot of solace to a lot of people out there. You know, you, you buy a crystal and you see firsthand the positive mental effects, I think, that only the crystal has. All you have to do is believe in the, in the concept of the crystal. So if I buy you an opaline crystal for look, or whatever, and you believe that that will give you luck, then suddenly you adapt your behavior, you become more confident, and you think, you look at things, and you think, oh yeah, I am luckier. It's a cycle, it reinforces itself, I think it's beautiful. I mean, crystals, why would anyone think crystals have magic powers? Do you think do you think Harry Potter's real? Thing... Do you think Santa's real? A fairy's real? They're all lovely little yeah. feelings and things you can think, or whatever. Nonsense, though, nothing behind them. No facts, no we science. Might have, we might have um, children listeners that still believe in uh, in Santa. Well, they don't even It reminds me of that phone Look. call that Donald Trump made. You see, it's that kid. Oh, Donald yeah. Trump on the phone to that seven-year-old kid who's on the phone, so he goes, so do you still believe in Santa then? Because uh, at seven years old, it's quite marginal, isn't it? <laughs> Shocking from him. Lack of emotional intelligence from him. Oh, what a question. He needs a crystal in his life, doesn't he? What a question. He needs a crystal in his life. No, the only thing stopping the crystals working for you is the fact that you don't believe in them. And that's quite sad, really, because it's so all in your hands. Are you so seriously telling me? Are you seriously it's telling me that you believe crystals have an effect? A positive mental effect. Yeah. Do you not think that's I'm achievable saying. without crystals? I think crystals are a, a helping hand, really. You know, some people use antidepressants. Some people use counselling. Some people use crystals. I know people, it works a treat for some people. I've seen it firsthand. What, because they're just like coloured rocks? Because they, <laughs> because they believe in the powers of the crystals. It's as simple as that. And it changes their mindset completely. I've got a rose quartz crystal myself. It's for self-love. It's working. It's just a crystal. I mean, it's just a rock at the end of the day. This is the thing. Nothing wrong with collecting crystals, rocks, Thank stones. You. You're nothing wrong with that. I hate your Christmas present. Um, I, I mean, I've probably had got some quartz somewhere or something. You know, we, we quite like rocks in our household and crystals and stuff. We don't, however, start going, oh, and this one's for self-love. And oh, <laughs> this one's for per- having a personality. And oh, oh, I'll start to feel better. I'll have less migraines with this one. If we don't <laughs> start doing that, there's a difference. It, yes, it might be nice. It might be sort of a nice feeling of all oh, this... Oh, it's just so nice to cuddle my little rock at night or whatever you do. <laughs> Stroke it or whatever before bed. Right? It might be nice. It might. Yeah. Factually, it doesn't do anything. But if it helps you, if it comforts you mentally and the thought of it is nice, then go for it. But I don't know why you subsidise them. Load of rubbish. But anyway, I'm, go on. I'm glad you... I'm, well, they're too expensive for a start. Has anybody else tried to buy a crystal wood? No. Yeah. But not for a small one. For a tiny one, for a tiny like bullet shaped one that you'd put on a necklace, 20 quid. No, it's not. 20 quid. I've looked at Who's the expert here? I'm the expert here. You're going to the wrong places. You need to be going to (laughs) less museum gift shops and more sort of (laughs) town village gift shops. They tend to be a bit cheaper. 
<laughs> so you sound well versed in the in the like I say, trade, we so. genuinely like rocks and stones and stuff around. Yes, you do because they've got a rea- they've got a, a reassuring mental effect. No, we just we just quite like rocks and stones and crystals and stuff. Boring. I think it's it's foolish to correct them to collect them just because you like rocks and stones. I think it's well, it's less nice. insane. It's it's less insane to collect them if you believe in the positive mental effects that they tangibly have on people's lives out there. Uh, that's why I'm subsidising them. To I just I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I I can't even tell if you're being serious and you actually believe they have powers. I've got I've got one crystal myself, and I know people with. Four or five. Right, okay. We're, we're just we're going to move on from this because I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Don't Magic get any Moldavite. That is dangerous stuff. Moldavite is the one where you just start cutting people out of your life willy-nilly. It's terrible. Is it? A rock cuts people out of your life? It does. It changes the way you behave. It really does. change the way you see the world. Okay, Provided gonna... you charge it in full moonlight. Right. Now this is getting ridiculous. That's <laughs> not ridiculous. You believe in Many werewolves. Of people out there that believe it. You don't, don't be believe that aliens are a possibility, yet you think rocks have special powers. I'm saying they can have positive mental effects on uh, on people that own them. But so can a Sometimes. teddy bear or something. Do you know what I mean? Well, well subsidise those. Then is that your next policy? Or no, it's it's surprisingly it's not. <laughs> I, my next policy. Moving on from that nonsense, <laughs> um, pseudoscience. My third policy is a royal family rotor. Now, listen to that. This is a great idea. Every year, a family is picked out of a hat to live in the palaces and live like royals. If they win over the hearts of the nation after a year, then inevitably there'll be some TV deals, some book deals, mm. and they'll continue to have a following. They'll become an influencer. But a family lives as the royal family for a year. And then we swap it out. When you said uh, royal family vote, so I thought you meant that you'd have members of the current royal family doing like daily jobs. I was thinking you could have... <laughs> Diana doing the school run when I'm she's well. She's dead. Andrew, she's well, she's killed by the killed by the uh, MI5. But anyway, you could have Andrew minding the kids. She loved, they love that. But no, I like that. In an, in an age where you people are chasing fame, you get a family, and it's a bit like when they did the family chase. You know, the chase exactly like show, that. And you've got the dynamics on the show. You've got the dynamics on the show that I think is amazing. I mean, there's plenty of palaces to go around and plenty of families out there as well. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what gets thrown up. I mean, I put my name forward. I'd love to be king. You'd end up with magic rocks all over the place, wouldn't you? Just <laughs> you'd get rid of your guards at the front I entrance think... and just have rocks guarding you. We're protected. We've got the local rocks. <laughs> and they'd oh. work. And they'd work. And they'd yeah. work. I think the perfect thing about this idea is it highlights the fact that the royal family do absolutely nothing. And that Ooh. any family any family could be put into that role. Oh, you're slagging Something them off. Like. That's interesting. I thought I always had you down as a royalist. It's a shame, really. No, well, no, they don't do much today. But I like Harry and Meghan, you see, so I'm, I'm a bit biased because they were they were ostracised. Not many families would be able to put up with the, the media pressure that comes with being in the, the royal family, though. That's um, part of the fun, though. You turn it into like a Big Brother style, sort of. Maybe you'd have it in like a documentary sort of format. Hmm. It'd be like... Um, It'd be that you know, interesting, though, because it'd just be like... We'd just be like, oh, Brenda's going to work again today. She works as a dinner lady. Oh, no, she wouldn't. She'd, be, she'd, she'd stop doing that. Oh, she's, she's sacking off the everyday yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 for a year. A bit of work for experience at the Royal Family at the Palace. Work at, what do they do? What's the work experience there? She's well, just dossing, dossing experience. No, the wave. They've got to do the wave and all that. Oh, maybe got that have a wedding. Have a wedding. Well, except it's a royal wedding. Yeah. What is your fourth policy? My fourth policy, it doesn't get any better from here, is... Free poppers for. I, I thought you were going to say something else. That's similar to my, my next policy, but go on. You want a free poppers? 
repurpose for everybody. I think, firstly, heterosexual and homosexual people for free for all. I don't discriminate. Wow, that's straight. good of you. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, I face persecution. discriminating now. It's nice of you. Come on. But it's, it's, my communities face persecution for eternity, and we internalise that. We're not going to reflect that back onto you lot. So free poppers for everybody. I think they help you loosen up in a emotional sense. Emotionally. Um, yeah, have you ever have you, have, you, have you never tried them like in a recreational setting? Surprisingly, not. No, I don't yeah, do them I often. Round round a friend's dinner table was the first time I uh, I tried them actually. Oh um, yeah, just a bit. You it, having a bit of carbonara? Fancy poppers? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> no. Poppers for desserts. <laughs> anybody else's nose tingling? Um, yeah, no, and they just help you loose. No conversation um, flows a bit better. We should try them before the podcast and see how, how different <laughs> the content is. You know, it's just, it makes you less tense. I'd recommend trying them before a, a job interview, oh, before what? a big football match, before engaging in anal sex. Um, <laughs> that's the, all that very similar that. activities. Well, yeah, I mean, they're both, you know, they're all very high pressure activities, mm. I think. Um, but I they think just help you ease up a bit and physically relax. I mean... You know, anal sex isn't just limited to uh, to gay people as well. I've had the amount of friends that have come up to me. I remember one friend in, when I was in first year coming up to me saying, you gays are really onto something with all that. And I went, what? And she went, I oh, <laughs> my boyfriend tried anal sex for the first time last night. It was over breakfast. Over breakfast in college it was. You have a little croissant. Nearly choked on no, I choked on my scrambled egg when she said it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, she was a fan then, was she? She loved it. I mean, I imagine the first time would be pretty painful, but she uh, obviously couldn't feel a thing. I think she was on the poppers as well, though. So ah, well, that helps then, doesn't it? Enough. It, burns, it can burn your nose a bit, but I mean, it's a price worth paying, especially you, you got my friend vouching for it as well over breakfast. The morning after, five-star review it was. <laughs> what, the breakfast or? <laughs> <laughs> the anal sex. The sausage wasn't bad either, though. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'm mad enough without the gear. That's my issue. So I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably say no to that. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I didn't realise that, you know, females would be so big into that, to be honest with you. I thought it'd be a bit, I thought it'd be a bit like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it is Marmite. I think because us a lot don't have any choice with, you know. You lot. The, the alternatives, whereas obviously straight couples do. I just think that if there's strange. a ready, if there's a ready-made crevice for that, then use it. Don't go around the back passage. But like I said, she loved it. So I mean, if you're listening, you know, and you're thinking about spicing things up a bit, do that. And under my government, the poppers will be free. Wow, that is great. They'll be free. And what you'll just be what dropping them in from helicopters or where where are we getting them from? <laughs> You can pick them up from all good uh, retailers and news agents, I mm-hmm. think. We're not going to name any on here because we don't want to sort of push one particular shop. Yeah. No, not Tesco or anything like that. No, no. boots. Yeah, no. They'd be free. Waitrose only, I think. We'll, mm. we'll, you know, we've got, we'll keep it classy with our, with yeah. our clientele. No, um, you can have popper dispensers in bathrooms like you do with uh, condoms. You know, people that oh. push the condom agenda. Um, I'm pushing the popper agenda. And the condom agenda as well. I think they're both very, very, very important. Oh, you've changed your tune. Um, on to my <laughs> fourth policy. And like I say, I thought you were going to say it. But I've, I'm saying it. Rather than free poppers, I'm saying free the nipple is what I'm saying. And I think it's an important movement. I think it's important that we do not ban female body parts. As a feminist, I think it's as important. As a pervert? No. I... <laughs> believe in women and women mm. want this so uh, under mm. my government 
we're getting it. Like I said, obviously, you've probably got differing perspectives on this because I've been around my female friends and they freely like get changed in front of me or whatever. Because oh, I'm, resi- resi- I'm irresistible. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just every time they see you, just oh, it all just drops off instantly. I, I say, save it for the hey, save it for the bedroom. Yeah. You've got any poppers? You've got any poppers left? <laughs> get your secret stash out. <laughs> so obviously, I've seen, I would I would put money on me having seen more female nipples than you. Really? Um, you put, put money on that? that? I put good money. I put good money on that. I have seen mm. many female nipple. I'd say double figures. Double figures. Is that it? Yeah, double figures. But then again, I've had more girlfriends than you. So, I mean, to be fair, it's 2-0. <laughs> um, it's 2-0 on that front. I don't think um, year six counts, but go on. <laughs> Primary school does not count. They were children. You cannot stop dating year sixes. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was also a child at the time. Well, I emphasize your honor. I'm getting the word. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm obviously as well a lot more comfortable, I think, with the female body parts. Certainly the ones upstairs, not the ones downstairs. I would not know what to do. Though. I'd be like some, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd liken that to a pilot mid-flight getting up and out of the cockpit and saying, oh, you fly this plane. And I'd be sat there at the wheel with all these buttons not knowing which ones to press, which ones to caress, which ones to switch off. You know, I'd have no idea. I would have no idea what I was doing. But upstairs, I'm all for the nipple. And there's that movement on Instagram as well. I'm a feminist, yeah. So you're all for freeing the nipple. But you did there just compare the female anatomy to a plane, which seems like objectifying the female body. It's interesting. You're saying it's just yeah. they're just a, a load of switches. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I likened it to a cockpit, ironically. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I'd have no idea what I was doing down there. I'd be out of my depth. I don't want to see that. So you'd, you'd be fine with them just them just being out because this is the thing, though. Guys are allowed to. Well. Guys can get those areas out. Why can't women? Yeah, it's a shame, really. I mean, if, if people, if men feel like they can get their hairy chests out, then why can't women get their smooth chests out? I think it's as simple as that. And also, they they're useful. For uh, milk as well. Quite literally, yeah. (laughs) So we are both agree on that one, which is good. I'm glad we can both agree on something. What's your fifth policy? Fifth policy. I'm changing the national anthem to Lana Del Rey's sultry seminal hit from 2012 national anthem oh it's God. made for that i think it's one of her best songs you've probably probably never heard of it i think lana she caters towards the gay community you listen to the weekend and ed sheeran and ed sheeran greatest showman soundtrack you never heard of ed sheeran you went to see him live didn't you well, yeah about you seven years ago in just solidarity you and ed so you're, what you're saying is replace the national anthem with a song written by what an american slash canadian what is she american She's American, yeah. She's American. Right, so that's not great, is it? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not xenophobic like some, you know, with that kind of Are little you? England attitude. No, <laughs> not anymore. People heard your views off camera, honestly. <laughs> Give us a blast <laughs> of it. Give us a sing song. <laughs> Absolutely. Sing it like you mean it. Come on, hand on your chest. I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling people to go listen to it. I'm not right, saying then, it. If, you, if you're not willing to sing it, it's obviously not good enough for your national anthem and it would not work. Thus, that is not a good policy. I, I question. I question that logic. I question that logic completely. So I, I wouldn't sing the national anthem either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sing "God Save the Queen." Oh, interesting. Not as a not as a statement. I mean, as a, on the podcast, I've sung "God Save the Queen" before, isn't it? Plenty of times. I've good. sung the real national anthem, which is uh, three lions. <laughs> actually, that might be a better one. Actually, just thought that three lions as a national. It's already anthem. a U-turn, chopping and changing. That's how good of a national anthem some, that was. Something, some things never change. And I don't think anybody that U-turns would ever make it into government, would they? No, uh, yeah, not. I want three lions instead. Three lions <laughs> instead. Amazing. Just reminds me of the summer. I'm drinking 
you know, Carlsberg in the sun, watching the boys bring it home. And abusing our players. Shocking from you. And crying in the final. Wow. Amazing. Ashford. <laughs> My fifth and final policy. Put a price freeze on Freddo's. It's gone out mm. of hand. The what now? Mm. Like 46p? 50p? 54p? 60p? When's it going to stop? I've never never had a Freddo, so I can't oh, say my that. God. I'm, <laughs> Get I'm out less, of this country. I'm less invested in the price of Freddo's than I am in the price of poppers, uh, <laughs> as you can tell from as you can tell from my manifesto. If that's something that you really care about, I mean, go for it. But I say it's not really a pressing issue. What on poppers? Let's move is? on to some chocolate. Move on to some chocolate for adults, like some lints or something. It's about Fredo. I care about. Well. I care about the future of our young people, our children, and their children's children. Because <laughs> no, no, because when I was a kid, there were ten p, ten, fifteen, twelve p. Ten p. When were you a kid? Nineteen seventy-five. No, nineteen ninety-nine <laughs> was when I was born, Granddad. Okay. So now they've gone up to about 54p. Do you do the maths? That's a big increase. It's more than double, isn't it? Much more. Great right maths. It's a shame, but I mean, like I said, I've never had one, never will have one. I don't, wouldn't want to encourage eating junk food either. But you will encourage poppers. Tiny versions of dairy milk. So why don't you just buy dairy milk instead for a quid? Because I care about culture. I care about heritage. And I think our heritage as a nation in the last few decades has been built on the price of Freddo's. And it is going, quite frankly, downhill under this government. Yeah, when people think Britain, they think Buckingham Palace and Corgis and the Union Jack and Benedict Cumberbatch. I think Freddo's. And Freddo's. You think of Freddo's when you Mm -hmm. think of this great nation. I do. No, I no, think of Freddo's and I think of kids selling Lucasides. That's that's I for could... me, <laughs> our nation. That's your issue, though. You're always thinking of kids. Well, I can think of I can no think of twenty better chocolate bars than a Freddo. So could I. Uh, I could twenty five at least. Why are you so yeah, junk food? Why are you so bothered about Freddo's? Because it's yeah, it's about our cultural heritage as a nation. You've got to protect these things. And it's Freddo's confectionery heritage. Freddo's are intrinsically connected to the heritage of this country. Yes. This country's got no culture anymore. This is Boris's Britain. It's a disgrace. Over the last twenty years, they are culturally the biggest chocolate bar available to kids. <laughs> In my opinion. Where are you pulling that idea from? It's a survey I've done within my own head. So we've got five I wouldn't policies. Mind, I wouldn't mind buying a Freddo. I mean, especially the other week, we were talking about shoving chocolate bars up your arse. So I could shove plenty of Freddos up there. But yeah, the issue is that they're too expensive. They're too expensive. You're right. Well, they're too expensive. And also, you don't get a lot of chocolate for your chocolate. Do you know what I mean? You get, in the end of the day, what you get is... It's a little bit like the chocolate you get inside an advent calendar. A bit like that, Like isn't I said, it? not worth it. This is why I'm not bothered about the the rise, the meteoric rise in Freddo prices. Well, I am, because it's a scam. And we've got to put a stop well, to it. Only my government, if you elect me, I will put a stop to this. Right, so we've discussed our five policies each. I think, you know, I think if I'm going to say who has the best policies, probably pretty clear cut, it's obviously me. Uh, but I'll let we, people we leave decide it to the, the people comments. to decide that. I, mm-hmm. You know, this is the people's government, and I think if you, you can get behind banning skinny jeans, fast walking lanes, genius, subsidising crystals because of the positive mental effects it has on people. Awesome. Some people just don't care about other people's mental health, and that's fine. Who could say no to free poppers? And who could say no to Lana Del Rey's national anthem being national anthem, second choice, Three Lions, which is an amazing tune. I think a lot of people would say no to that. Instead, they'd be saying yes to banning skinny jeans inside their own home, invading Switzerland, fantastic idea, royal family rota, freeing the nipple and putting a price freeze on Freddo's. Now, I think those are fantastic policies. Thus, I will be elected. 
Fantastic policies if you're a royal-hating pervert, nipple-loving <laughs> Freddo-eater. There you Sorry. go, perfect. Sorry, I can't other people. Be. All I'm pleased about is the fact that now people know what we stand for, which is more than can be said about Sir Kerstana. Oh, a little dig there. A bit of satire, a bit of satire. Oh, edgy, political. Edgy. Get me on Mock the Week. Get me on Mock the oh, Week. It's the sort of stuff we do, isn't it? Just riffing. Yeah. Banter, banter. Yeah. So to finish off the show this week, we would like we're going to do some relationship advice at uh, the end of each show. If you've got any relationship problems you want to send in to us, then send them into gotproblems at mail.com. But to begin with, we're going to read these from Reddit. And this first one is uh, it's titled Need Help Telling My Girlfriend to Lose Weight in a Gentle Way. This person is a 27-year-old female and they have a 37-year-old female girlfriend. I mean, there would be female if it's a girlfriend. Well, Age 10 gap. years, just, just a decade. It's normal for you. <laughs> and <laughs> Let's get this. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh, God. <laughs> Not even a normal thing. Not even normal. Not true. Fact check. <laughs> we got to keep Fact that in. We've got to we're keeping that in. Okay, keep it. My girlfriend isn't the healthiest, and lately she's been packing away rum and cokes like it's water, and subsequently started packing on weight. Is rum and coke a weighty drink? Not really fatty, is it? I yeah. question the taste of it, unless you're a pirate, to be honest. It's not particularly <laughs> nice drinks to have, you know. Female unless your, your rum's got a hint of vanilla in, in which case, so come on over that. Yeah. Um, I know I should love her as she is, and I do. However, that's never good, is it? I love her as I, as I do, but do I? <laughs> it's not exactly conditional love, that is it? <laughs> um, she isn't very hygienic on herself either. Oh, the problems are mounting here. It started off my, my girlfriend's a bit fat, and now my girlfriend's got dirty fingernails and a body odour. Not only is she fat, she's smelly as well. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, though. <laughs> um, she then goes on to say, uh, showers happen maybe every two to four days. Oh, that's shocking. With extra weight comes extra smells. <laughs> I knew it. I saw it coming. She actually got mad at me last week because I refused to go, <clears throat> refused to go down on her. Didn't quite see that one coming. <laughs> because of how... <laughs> Did not see that one coming. That, that took a twist. I should pre-read these. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear those words come so, out of your mouth, to be honest. So I've been waiting wrong. for ages for that. Um that's what she said that's what she said to her um, <laughs> i didn't tell her the reason by ain't putting myself in that situation and then possibly gagging which will make her feel worse i think I if think... they gag while they're down there, it's a compliment if, if you're a guy I suppose. A compliment. if you're a guy yeah if you're a guy not if you've got a fishy fanny though well come on Great I'm, just, hey, I'm, I'm just painting the picture yeah i've been doing portioning control for her but she won't stick to it. Obviously, she's not humongous, like 600 pounds, <laughs> like, but I fear I cannot deal with this for much longer. She has been drinking a lot, and it's basically just straight up sugar with a bit of rum. Seven glasses or more per day. Alcoholic. No. <laughs> not only is she fat, smelly, now she's an alcoholic. There's a lot of problems <laughs> to solve her. Downvote me if you want, but this is my limit. I cannot be with an overweight person who's not hygienic. Thoughts. <laughs> I agree. The whole you agree. Thing. So you're saying what? Dump her, uh, even though she says she loves her, despite her I'm weight saying, and smell. I'm saying there's constructive ways to talk about everything, and there's subtle ways to bring things up in conversation with people. Unfortunately, I'm not a master at that personally, but not I'm sure there's ways though. to go about things where you can approach topics gently, even if it's just ways where you don't have to actually talk to them in person, but you can maybe, you know, 
take the coke out of the cupboard and replace it with orange juice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just thinking of what I snack on. I snack on breadsticks and olives. That's quite Always making it about you, aren't you? It's interesting. It's a Mediterranean lifestyle I lead. Well, I'm a picture of health. So uh, just, wow. to, just applying my knowledge to the situation, you know, take the Freddos out of the cupboard <laughs> and put some olives in there instead. I mean, the Freddos are expensive as they are anyway mm. um, and ridiculously unhealthy. If you were in a relationship and if your partner was to you know, hypothetically come onto Reddit and go, um, you know, you're overweight, you're smelly, you're unhygienic. Would would that not be a bit like, why are you going behind my back and saying those things around the people on the internet? But it's not as if they've named each other, though. They, they haven't, no. I mean, but I'm having to use my imagination here because I'm, I'll never be overweight, I'll never be smelly, and I'll never smelly. be an alcoholic. Mm. Um, but I think the best way of dealing with relationship issues is by going to that person directly and saying, listen. Lose the flab. No, you wouldn't say that. Does anybody, I mean, there are people out there as well that find fat attractive. So it's not necessarily saying you're not attractive. It's saying you're less attractive to me. Lose it. (laughs) Lose it or you're gone. uh, Lose it or you'll lose me. Yeah, Lose it or I'm not going down on you. That's an ultimatum I'd never want to be. Yeah, would you ever withhold that kind of thing in a relationship based on someone's weight? It sounds sounds like a toxic relationship to me. What if the, the fatty is going to be overthinking, going, why should you stop going down on me now? Is it because I'm fat? Is it because I'm smelly? Is it both? Mm-hmm. Is it because we, we're drifting? You know, who knows? There's a, there's a plethora. It just opens itself up to open, overthinking, which is why dialogue is key. She'd be scuttling away onto Reddit, tip-tapping away, spilling all the relationship secrets out there for people like us to read. It's just not right, is it? So your advice to this person would be just go to your partner, speak to them, communicate to them, tell them, do you know what? I I, I do love you. I'd love you a little bit more if you just trim down a little bit. I would firstly try a couple of subtle hints. I would maybe invest in a fruit bowl and put it by the bed. Mm, Firstly, That's a big hint, is that? That's a bad thing. I mean, it's she's going to be like, why is there a fruit bowl by the bed? And you're going to go, and it's on your side, you know? Why do you think? And also, people that are fat know they're fat. That's why so many of them want to lose weight. Well, not all of them want to lose weight. Some of them are happy being the weight that they are, and they love their bodies. Well, I love that that for them, because there's nothing wrong with being fat at the end of the day. Exactly. I mean, fat for me isn't a dirty word. No. Fat is a friendly word for me. Bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You both say it at the same time. (laughs) Yes. There's a positive spin to put on it. Exactly. And some people out there actively enjoy chasing chubby people in a romantic manner not in a i'm gonna hit you not in a, i'm gonna force you to lose weight way not in a stalker in a, sort of way in a no not a stalker way no no but in a romantic way but it's the same a subtle hint fruit bowl by the bed a couple of more mediterranean snacks maybe in the downstairs cupboard maybe a bit of hummus there the bread sticks you know, carrot sticks some olives some vine leaves maybe you know whatever you want there's more than one way to go about it the personal hygiene thing is an issue, though, because if you're sleeping with somebody with poor personal hygiene, you have to bring it up. Yeah, it's not great, is it? You don't want to be sleeping with a, a stinker, do you really? Not ideal, is it? You don't really want that in your life. No. I mean, I think when, when you're... How do you approach the shower situation? You know, just maybe, maybe bring it up on a daily basis. You wash today, maybe? Or do you want me to come in with you yeah. and help? Yeah, I, I think that showering together is a perfect solution here, because... If the issue is that one of the girlfriends doesn't want to go down on the other one because she's stinky, get her in the shower for a bit of shower sex, make her wash the area that you want to eat out, and then dive in and munch. Simple. Munch. I think we just cracked it. I think we just cracked it. There. We have. Yeah. I don't know what they do. No. I don't know what they do. 
when they're clearly down not. there. Clearly not. No, um, idea. no idea. No, I think that's I think that's a good solution. You know, shower together. Mm-hmm. It's a nice thing to do. Um, yeah. Go in the shower. Maybe I mean that's the big hint, isn't it? Fancy going in a shower together today? I mean, it's a nice thing for couples to do, but it also allows them to, you know, not be smelly. As yeah, well. I think so. As long as it's not a communal shower, I've had, had people do that at uni before. It's a bit questionable. Uh, what? Just yeah. all hopping in the shower together? I'm saying it's one floor in uh, in college where there was uh, two two showers to seven people, and there's a couple on this floor that would often um, take about twenty minutes and they're together. 20 minutes is a commendable time, but not when you're sharing a shower. Also, don't do that in the shower when you're sharing a shower. Just wrong. If you're going to make a racket in the shower, be aware. Tiled walls, sound echoes. We can all hear it. <laughs> Great advice there to those, those people listening. Any couples out there? Great advice. Take that on board. And take on, the, on board the advice we've given to this female here as well. It's literally eat healthy and get washed. Shower more, eat less. Shower more, eat less. That's, a, that's what we can get behind, I think. That's a policy. You know, that is a policy. That and on that note, policy. we'll wrap up this week's podcast. We'll be right back around, as we do. Perfect. There's, a, there's a coherent thread through every podcast. Exactly. Very coherent, this stuff. Thank you so much for listening and watching. I would appreciate it if you could drop a like and hit the subscribe button as well. That'd be great. And we'll see you next week for the first podcast of the new year. See you then. Cheers. See you then.